Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wally welcome. Show Aftercast, where we get to some of the stuff we did not get to on the show today, including uh, a Potty's response to one of our questions. We ask Potty's in our Facebook group, very exclusive, but you can be part of it, uh, sometimes for their feedback to help with uh, segments on the show. And uh, this was when we were asking for kids uh, to share what was different about school this year. You know, and, and like, are you back in school? Are you online? And we had a great one from a Potty, right, Rock? Yes. Uh, Anna, she said said that she has a son who's in kindergarten and he's mm-hmm. learning to separate the beginning sound in a word with the end of the other day. The what? teacher was saying bump bump. Oh. And what Eddie. <laughs> right, exactly. She still says her name like that. <laughs> and the kids were supposed to repeat on mute what they're sa- what the teacher's on saying. Mute. But she said her son turned to her and said, "Mom, I'm b Ord. Nice. <laughs> That's so good. That's such a kid thing. Uh, but I could see that, man. I love that kids have even mastered the art of mute inside of yeah. uh, Zoom. Because yeah. we do this on Zoom meetings all the time. We did a thing the other day where we were talking about uh, like coining phrases for different people on Zoom. Like mine was Zoom Triloquist, <laughs> is the person that kind of says things without moving their lips or they're making fun <laughs> of everyone on Zoom. Uh, so we do uh, that as well. We had a, a meeting yesterday, uh, and and I'm notorious for falling asleep this in meetings. Was great. Yeah, and why so, no one was filming? I, I don't know. I yeah. saw him get up, and I didn't think to grab my phone. You guys were having at one point. I will say earlier in the meeting, you guys were having a little bickering session, yes. like you do sometimes. Go figure. And I tried to get my phone out, but then you guys stopped. Oh yeah, I should have filmed this one. Though. Yeah, we do this thing, Betty Rock and I, where we tell each other how we're gonna uh, end their life, uh, <laughs> like, and it's very graphic, like daily, guys. Yeah, so they're not kidding. Yeah, and it's it's just a really weird, funny thing that we do. Um, but yeah, so I fell asleep during this meeting, and our like one of our high up guys was in this meeting, uh, and he's probably like the third in charge or whatever, you know, and. And so, uh, all of a sudden, I'm sitting. I know. Okay, I will say this: I hadn't fully gone out yet because I was still hearing what was coming right. through the screen. But you were screen. sitting in your seat with your eyes closed, yeah. stroking your goatee. I know. And I was going out, and then all of a sudden, I, I I feel something hit me on the on the on the mustache, and I look up, and it's BJ, and he's like touching my mustache, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like what in the world? Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish I, we'd gotten that on film. I yeah. can't believe you guys weren't taping that. Yeah, I meetings. I just I don't like them. I I, I get bored really quickly. Unless it's about the show yeah. or something that you're invested. in. In. Yeah. In, in fairness, we were watching a like 30 minute video yeah. with a lot of information, a lot and of stats, slides, and, and everything. things that I already knew too. Yeah. Like it was like if it was things like yeah, new information or something that that I'm like, oh, this can help improve the show, or this is uh, you know interesting to do or whatever. Um, like, I'm good with that. But yeah, if it's stuff I already know, I I, I check out. Mm-hmm. I have that trouble in church too. That's a, this is a big problem. Like I grew up in a Christian home, you know, and I grew up going to a Christian school, and so like my wife will even ask me like, how did you know this stuff? I'm like, we studied it every day and so like i know a lot of things about the bible and i know a lot of stories and i know a lot of angles people have taken over the years i discuss this stuff every day at work you know and so there's times where if i'm at church or in small group and we're just going down the same path that i've heard a thousand times i have a real hard time paying attention and i'm always so tired from doing this job that i fall asleep so easy and i i definitely i'll get the nudge in church i've gotten the nudge in a small group of eight people before uh, and it's become a joke that I fall asleep in small group but but th- but then when somebody surprises me with something that I don't know about faith I love that because they're like oh well I'd never heard that and I've heard that story 800 times you know mm-hmm. that's that, that is the tricky thing about 
like sermons and things that pastors have to keep it fresh because a lot of people have heard that story a bunch because there's only so many stories, you know, and there's, you know, so much of life is, it's all variations on a theme. You know, you look at people's problems and it's probably about seven problems, but it's just different circumstances surrounding the same problem. We all have common commonality inside of some of the mess of life as well, which is in a, in a way is good because then we can identify with each other and help people walk through it when we're not asleep. So anyway, uh, let's get on to some uh, news here. There was a wedding in uh, Maine last month that uh, caused 175 confirmed cases oh. of uh, oh, coronavirus after this. Because, again, people get cavalier with things uh, with regard to corona, and I'm not doing this, and it's old, or what have you, um, or I'm just tired of this, and sometimes you don't think. And now it's been responsible also for seven deaths mm. inside of that. But here's the weird Ooh. thing. This is, the, I think, the sad part of this is not one of the people who died actually went to the wedding. It was given to them by people who were at the wedding, got it, then they didn't isolate and they got sick and they got somebody else sick and seven people died from, you know, from that. And so that's why, you know, they talk about wearing masks and people get bent about wearing a mask or whatever. But the idea is to help protect other people as well as yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like for me, I don't, I don't care. I'll wear my mask. I did. I did go into a store yesterday. Speaking of getting lax, like I walked into a store and I wasn't even thinking, I just walked in Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the policy of you have to wear a mask. And I didn't bring mine for the first time in months. I just wasn't thinking. I was distracted. And I walked in and was doing something like, oh, I'm supposed to have a mask on, you know, mm-hmm. or I should have a mask on. And then I was already in and out, you know, by that mm-hmm. time. Uh, so I do try to be really mindful of that when I go places. But that was just, but as you get more, it's, yeah, you guys it affects you less. Yeah. yeah. You, you start thinking life is normal again. I will you know? say I've had my instances where like, I'll get out of the car. I'll be halfway there. Or I'll be going to my car from my apartment, not even having. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have to go get that. Or we'll literally, Haley and I have gone down to go to Walmart. We'll down the road. I'm like, I don't have a mask. She's like, turn around, take your sock off, put it Take in your, your mouth. Let's go. Like I, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I I always have like a couple masks in my car. And then I have one in my wife's car so that, like, if we take hers and I'm not thinking, I have an emergency mask. Well, it's a pair of underwear. But, like, it's it, like I use that if I have to. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I will ask. I know that technically we're supposed to wash a mask yes. quite often. Yes, I don't do that. Do you guys both? I have to because I've started noticing that it it is moist. Ew. From your breath? From no, your I think breath. women. Sneezing? I think women have a difference because we wear makeup. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. And so you have to wash. Okay, because yeah. yeah, Haley washes our ma- like she's taken a little bit more hold of that, and she'll wash our masks all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's getting stylish ones now too. Nice. So we spent a little too much money on masks. I know I that's the crazy thing. We're gonna have all these masks at the end of this. I told my wife, I'm like, when we're done with this, because she's a quilter, I'm like, you need to make a quilt out of all these masks. That's a funny idea. And like, then you've got this quilt that actually commemorates this crazy time, but you mm-hmm. made something pretty out of it. Um, this was this was interesting. Too. I don't know if I told you guys this or not. Um, when I I was in the Ozarks, okay, and so I went to Osage Beach. And I was there, I was renting a jet ski, I was on vacation, and I was talking to this guy, and we were, we were talking about 
probably two months ago, there was that big story that came out of that party at a at a, a, a swim up bar in the Ozarks. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't remember. It, went, it was on every news agency, oh, and they're like, the pool place, was yeah, full? the pool party. Yeah, oh, no social distancing. So place is going crazy. So like they they ran this this footage everywhere and how bad this was. And I was talking to this guy about this, and he's like, and he was like, Ugh. I'm like, what? He goes, it's so frustrating. That wasn't real. I'm like, what do you mean that wasn't real? He goes, he goes, they came down here to do a story about overcrowding at places during, you know, this time in Osage Beach. He goes, that footage was from two years ago at a party. He goes, if you look at the day, the time, like that is bright and sunny. It was overcast this day. And he goes, my uh, buddy's uh, um, uh, hygienist was in that video and because she was at that place. And she's like, wait. I'm in that video. That's two years old. I wasn't even there that day. So he, like, he wasn't conspiracy minded in the fact that oh, the you know the pandemic is a scam. But he was definitely like, there's a narrative being filled in some ways mm-hmm. that they are trying to fill. And he's like, it's hurting our businesses. They that's so now he goes now were people at this club? Absolutely. Was it crowded? Yes, but it's still they were still trying to maintain social stuff. Mm-hmm. And they and because we went and had uh, lunch at a place. That was like that, and they still had to separate it out and, mm-hmm. and things. But he's like, we were still doing business, yes, because I mean, this is where we make all of our income. But it was not what they portrayed on the news. I was like, oh boy, mm-hmm. that I I have no, I guarantee you that. So he's telling me, like, I guarantee you that stuff happens to fit a narrative mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, I but I don't think that the pandemic is a scam. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not willing to jump on that conspiracy theory. But I am. But there is stuff out there on the news to create. More fear. Yes. yes. And there's a bias. Definitely. It's been politicized, man. Like it's, it's attacked on both sides. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. On both sides, everybody's using it as a gambit to accomplish what they want to accomplish politically. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the saddest part in this is because you got to be worried about people's health first and foremost. Uh, speaking of uh, Corona, if you were uh, wanting to fly to Hawaii, now is your time. Uh, and go see uh, all the beauty of Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I, I would imagine that airfare is a little bit cheaper to get over there. But you used to have to come into the state uh, of Hawaii and you had to um, quarantine for 14 days. So I mean, that's everybody's vacation there, right? Like, why not? Yeah, you'd have to be planning like a month trip to make that worth it. Uh, but now they're saying that if you fly there, if you take a test within 72 hours of your flight landing in the islands, uh, like CVS. Is in Kaiser Permanente. The Kaiser Permanente is like a hospital group. Um, they are partnering with Hawaii, the travel industry, and they'll send their your results. And if you're negative, then you don't have to quarantine. So you could actually go, and you could during this weird time vacation. Gavin's writing it down like he's got enough money to fly to Hawaii. Oh, you guys, <laughs> you guys have no idea. I save up. Do you really? When was the last vacation you took, Gavin? Oh, like a real vacation? Yeah, like a real one. I mean, we did. But some, you're young. Yeah, I mean, we like we did. Some traveling for holidays last year, you but know, did you go to family? Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Haley and I, yeah. So far in our marriage, year and a half now, yeah, have not taken like a you know go to Florida and relax on the beach. Vacation. That's the thing. When you're young, you do it on the cheap, but you end up there's all this pressure to go to everybody's family all the yeah, time. That, that drove me crazy for so it's many super years. Because like my wife's family, I mean they're super nice and super laid back, but I wanted to go do things. 
And we'd just be at the house and we'd like hang out all day. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. and it wasn't till I took one vacation, the first vacation I took with my family, like out of the country. And I'm like, this was amazing. And it was then that I determined I will always try to take at least one really good vacation a year. I know I got to do stuff with family and that's just life, but I always want to try and do one thing. Mm-hmm. I was bummed for rock this year because you had oh, a vacation planned to Boston and Corona messed that up. Yeah. Ooh. And I don't even know if we'll be able to get that back to go back to it. Yeah. Where, where would you go? If you could like, if Corona didn't exist right now, okay, where mm. would you go? Like, okay, I'm going to make good on this and I'm going to go on vacation. Would Boston be your choice or would you go somewhere else? I'd go somewhere that has good fall leaves. Oh yeah. Go up like in the Northeast. Well, Boston is the Northeast, but yeah. yeah anywhere that's got some fall foliage mm-hmm. and lots of, and lots <laughs> of mountains, lots of trees, a lake. That's I, I want to go to uh, Iceland. I really want to go to Iceland. Justin Bieber. Wait, what? <laughs> he did. Bieber. He did a video. A video there, and it got so much attention that it caused uh, a lot of people to start vacationing no. in Iceland. I watched a th- an episode of The Amazing you Race. You were just jumping on the pan. No, no, no. I watched an episode of The Amazing Race, and uh, they were in these uh, cool pools, and then I watched uh, a thing with another hunky guy, um, Zach Efron, oh, shot wow. an episode of his show, Love that show in Iceland, and it was like really <laughs> Down to yeah, earth. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it looked really cool. I'm like, oh, I would like to they do that. They made bread in the earth. Yeah, a loaf of bread in the earth cooked it because the the uh, the hot spring or yeah. the volcano, yeah. the volcano cooked it basically. Crazy, like it's it's it would just be an experience, and I think the culture seems really cool too. Gavin, you don't have to go to your family. Where oh. do you go? I mean, if it if it was like I know, it, it, well, at one point this was like a Haley thing, but it has slowly become my thing. If it was no COVID, but I could go for the less crowds. I'd love to go to Disney World. Have you ever been? Uh, yeah, okay. we went, I've been before. I went as like a fourth grader okay. to Disney World, and then we were at Universal Studios for our right. honeymoon a couple of years ago. But I do really enjoy being in you Florida. You should go now. Well, go now. You're young. Your COVID's not going to hurt you. You're yeah. fine. Uh, just don't bring it back to us. We had a COVID scare because of Gavin. We've had he, two COVID scares. Yeah, because, because of, of Gavin. Gavin. Hands he, up. Yeah, I, it's been it's been a really weird year because yeah, it has. all through college, I swear, like I I maybe got sick once in college, and then yeah. this year. Has not been good. Gavin, one day, like a, a few months ago, like looked really bad. This is before COVID had come out. Like, like, oh wow, you before look like it you're really dying. smashed us. Yeah, yeah, and like he was so red and fever and stuff, and was sick for like a week. And then right before my vacation, like, uh, guys, uh, I got a fever, I do not sound like that. and I got Haley's got a fever, and I, what should I do? I'm like, well, you got to stay home now and get a test, and because like my friends were like. Yeah, can we to... go? Like, because we're staying in the same place, and they have elderly parents, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And so I'm checking in with Gavin and pretending to care about his health, and like, <laughs> yeah, he really made, he really sold it over the phone. Yeah, yeah. I just, hey, buddy, are you hey, okay? Are you doing okay, champ? Hey, you need a back you did say champ in one of your texts. <laughs> hey, you doing champ with hey. a little winky? Oh, I just, terrible. I, I'm like, okay, just hey, if you find out about your test, that'd be great. And I was like, no, but I did care about your health, but I really oh, needed thanks. to know about your test and too. We got it back quick for you too because i appreciated that because i did not see that coming i did not want a, a week of your vacation to be ruined oh i appreciate that because yeah i would have made your life uh, a living nightmare after that <laughs> i needed I that break that. i needed that break uh lady rock what do you got for least of these i'm gonna take it down a notch I okay know it's been Good. a little jolly but this one is oh, actually oh be a wait no sad. oh, oh yeah. died no no one died oh uh so how sad could it be <laughs> okay let me finish uh-oh 
So Netflix is seeing some uh, feedback that's negative, and yes. that's because they have a new, uh, it's not a TV show, it's a movie, mm-hmm. I believe, but it's called Cuties. Oh, okay. I've I'm, heard, I'm yeah. glad. I've, I've heard of this, but I just heard a little bit of the controversy, and I did not take time to dive down into it yet. Uh, so, Rock, what is the deal with this show? It's a French, doc, not a documentary, it's just a French film, but it's one of those artsy films, oh, you right. know, that's you know, artsy. And it depicts four girls. They're around 11, 12 years old, and they're in a dancing group. But a lot of the dancing is very suggestive. suggestive. Okay. And so because of that, um, and because Netflix bought it, and then they made a new poster for it, and the poster makes it even more suggestive, uh, Netflix is getting a lot of negative feedback. Even the hashtag cancel Netflix uh, was top trending on Twitter really? for a while. Yeah, and now Netflix, um, they say that their daily cancellation rate was nearly eight times higher Oof. than normal. So that means a lot of people, because uh, you don't want to support something sure. that is putting children mm-hmm. in those situations. And so they're canceling theirs. We'll see how this goes. I mean, I, I Netflix did issue an apology. They just said that they were wrong in what they were did doing. Did they pull it down? Is it still up? That I don't know. Yeah, they made it sound like you could still watch yeah, oh, it. Oh yeah, we are so so sorry. Well, because the 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 basis of the film is to say, I guess we this is a possibility that young girls can be put into these situations where sure. um, they can put they can wear short skirts, they can wear halter tops, and they're eleven, they're right. twelve, and so I guess the film is trying to show this is possible, but I guess it's just too true to life. And people don't don't want to have that available for entertainment. Well, that the thing is though, like again, I haven't seen it, so I haven't, I can't speak as much to that. But if you want to talk about like uh, suggestive type TV shows and things like that that sneak up on you and probably aren't good, like Toddlers and Tierras, I think was horrible for that. Like you have these little little girls that are made up to look like dolls, and 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 they're supposed to look like they're twenty five and they're eight. You know, and and it's just and it's it's really disturbing. Actually, it's not a good thing. So I'm curious if that's what this is like. And some of the uh, dance moms and the dance, like if if it's a film about dance, because I know like one of my best friends, his daughter is a dance major, and the dances that that they do, you know, like for their college stuff, and that she had done even earlier than that. It yeah, it's it's like whoa, okay, then <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not that's okay. <laughs> We're not going to do that. I, I can't do that. I can't. I, I've tried to twerk. I have just as a joke, and I can't even. It's so. not easy. Oh, it's not good for anyone. Yeah. Hi, this is David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Uh, sometimes I think that uh, our standards are so high for who we want to get elected that if we don't make those standards, we think we've lost. I'm not really sure I can get somebody who's like me. I'm not even sure I can get somebody who's for me. But I'm pretty sure I can get somebody who's not against me. And somehow we have to get to the polls and get somebody who won't be against us. Make the pledge to vote. Visit MyFaithVotes.com today. Want to move on to birthdays? I would love to move on (laughs) to birthdays. Let's jolly it up here. All right, we've got one birthday, and it's actually a late one. This is from the 15th. Uh, but Elijah wants to wish his little brother Isaiah a happy birthday. He said they've been potties for a very long nice. time. Nice. So happy birthday, Isaiah. And then we have a question from Michelle. And Michelle says that she is a rubber duck lover, okay. that she 
collects rubber ducks. She that. has over a hundred. I get that. Uh, she said, "What did you guys collect? Maybe now or when you oh. were younger." Mm. So when I was younger, I went through a phase of collecting Pez dispensers. If oh, you know yeah. what Pez dispensers are, they're these little plastic long things you tilt the head back and candy oh, pops those. out. Um, there's ones like from the 50s and the 40s. I don't know. But you could go to antique stores for a while and you could pay some money to get these. And I had probably a box full maybe. Um, but then I just lost interest. Yeah. And, didn't do it anymore, and I don't know what happened to what? him. Oh, that's a shame, because you probably had some money in there that you could have retired on. No. Everyone thinks that, too. Like, the, you, like when, Beanie Babies! Yeah, when you're collecting things that everyone else in the world is, and you're not super, super into it, you're not going to have that yeah. stumble across that thing to retire on. Like, I had baseball cards as a kid, and I started to go through them, like, as an adult, and go, wow, I wonder if I got anything in here. And then I looked up some of the ones that I might would probably have and they're like it's worth five dollars now I'm like, it's not worth my time to go through all that yeah. and then i have a i have a huge stamp collection though my grandfather was really into it and so he tried to get me into it when i was a kid and i got into it a little bit as a kid it was something i just more enjoyed spending time with him mm-hmm. and hearing the stories and stuff mm-hmm. than i did stamp collecting but i have his whole collection when he passed away he gave it to me i have no idea if this thing's worth any money or not like, mm. and there is so much of it. I mean, volumes and volumes and volumes what? of books that he did. Mm. Uh, and then piles of, I mean, literally piles of stamps, you know, two feet high that, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know. And so then I'm like, well, what if I take it to someone to evaluate the collection and they go, oh yeah, this is worth $8. And then you go, oh, fine, I'll take it. And then it's worth 800000 you yeah. know, because you don't know. So, yeah, you don't know. And so I'm just sitting here with these boxes of things that I've collected. I don't, I don't really know what to do with them. Hmm. Gavin, I did go through a lot of the uh, the card collecting phases. I my biggest one was like Pokemon cards. Oh, like that was just yeah. such a big thing with my friend group in right. like third and fourth and fifth grade. And I went as far as to go to you know card stores and I'd pay like twenty bucks for like a really rare card. And then at one point, my dad, I was just out of that phase, and I still had like a massive tin. And then my little sister was getting into it, and my dad was like, "Oh, I want to play." This with her. Can I have your cards? I'll give you like sixty dollars for it. And I oh, was like, you know, okay. I was like seventh grade. I was like, that's all. Your dad money. knows that one is worth that. <laughs> He's smart. Your dad's a shrewd businessman. I have looked up <laughs> the one card that I know was yeah. like my best card, and I've looked it up and I've seen it listed. You know it. Above a hundred dollars or oh, so. Oh, your dad hosed you. So, <laughs> so great. He, I don't know if he's done it or not. <laughs> and he's also got like a bunch of comic books at home. Yeah, that I'm really curious to know if he would. Uh, I, and he's talked about selling them, but I just like I hear so many things where it's like, oh, that could be worth it. And then I watch things like shows and people go to these stores and they mm. have this large collection. And the guy looks through. He's like, yeah, not really. Yeah, so. that's why I did like Pawn Stars. The thing I liked about the TV show. Did you ever watch that Betty Rock Pawn Stars? Bit, not much. Mm-hmm. The thing I always did like about it is because they get into the history of a lot of the items. But like, it it gives their business a little bit of credibility when the when the the guy the main guy Rick on it will go. Well, hey, Rick. I want I want it, Rick. I want to call an expert in to get a price for yeah. this. And so the expert comes in and then tells. Rick, that it's actually worth more than the guy was asking, and so then they start negotiating from there, and they never give him the full price, obviously. Um, but at least it's like he he knows he could lose money on it 
you know, just as well as he could make money on it. And so I, I think that's an interesting show, and I love that part of it. Like, I do like the history of things. I watch Antique Roadshow, which is always old people. It's on PBS. But if I'm PBS. ever flipping through, I'll watch it. Because there's always that person that's like, I've got this this doorstop that I've had in my family. It was given to us by Andrew Jackson. It once held the store open to his stables. What? And, uh, yeah, and my father got it when uh, when Andrew, uh, you know, uh, gave it to him and because uh, he stubbed his toe on it, and he was really not happy and so it's been in our family it is a treasured piece it has been in my living room my grandmama's living room my great-great-grandmama's okay. living room Sir, so let us anyway okay. so it goes like that but mama and, wants to go shopping yeah and then she's like money. well how much do you think this is worth and then they'll go oh blah 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 look but the maker's mark and this was made <laughs> in early uh boston how do by they a, know that because of the maker's mark and by a, a well-known maker's silversmith mark. and uh blah, blah blah and this is worth eight dollars and they're like ah <laughs> Oh, that's so great. But then every once in a while it surprises you and they'll be like, this is worth $800,000. And you're like, what in the world? Like, that's what you Who decides that. You watch that show for those two outcomes. You watch it for someone has something they paid $5 for and now it's worth a million. And mm-hmm. the person that thinks they've got the greatest thing in the world and it's worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two, those are the only two outcomes you care about on that show. Mm-hmm. When they spend time in the middle going, oh, that's, this is worth, you paid $2,500 for this. That's worth about $3,500. Like, oh. Have you personally ever taken something that you were curious what it could be worth to something to get it priced out? I was going to take my watch. Oh, the Washington? Yeah, the George Washington watch. I was going to take that to uh, Antiques Roadshow, but I, I didn't... Uh, fill out like the paperwork in time, yeah. and there was like uh, when they were only here for a thing, so I didn't know yet a, a, to like uh, not audition but sign up mm-hmm. basically. So I didn't do that. So no, I've actually never had that appraised. I need I need to for insurance purposes because right now it's in my sock drawer, uh, and so I it always really, smart really should be uh, saved. But like I still haven't called Mount Vernon because then all of this craziness went down with like COVID and stuff, and because Mount Vernon uh, George Washington's uh, Estate hit one time. It asked my grandparents about putting the watch on display, and they didn't want to do that for whatever reason. I don't know why. I think they thought it was going to get stolen. I'm like, that's the best outcome because they have insurance. If it gets stolen, yeah. you get paid. Like I would put it on there, then I would, I would, I would give it to them to display, and then pay Gavin to break in and steal it uh, <laughs> because you. I can't be the one in the family that sold it. You know, Just but I have to cover bail. I, I, yeah, oh yeah, I'll get you out. Thanks. I would love to have like the money from it for sure. Well, and I could just see Gavin being so stealthy. Yeah, on one of those strings, though. Like Tom Cruise, he comes flying in from the ceiling in my ski mask and everything. I see it going so differently. I see Gavin getting clipped in and jumping off, and then going. In the winch is like, oh gosh. <laughs> and then and I'm in a super wall. I'm in a super quiet room. I'm about to, and then my stomach growls. Yes. Announces the guard dogs. And then I'm done. Oh, oh yeah, we gotta work on this plan. It's not foolproof yet. Uh all right, I think that is gonna do it for our shenanigans and for your aftercast. And thanks so much for being a potty.